Hello and welcome. <laughs> welcome back to the Real Horror Show podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined by my familiar, the Stormy Skies. Yes. Hello, listeners. It's me, the familiar. Meow, meow. That's one thing I appreciated about this movie is that they did, like, use familiars and talk about familiars. Yeah, that's really cool. Which the only other vampire property other than, you know, maybe classic vampire properties that I haven't watched Mm-hmm. is what we do in the shadows the tv series yes <laughs> and, and the movie, I, I, yeah, I could, a, yeah the movie has a familiar yep so i appreciated that little nod because that's vampire lore so they did Ooh. their homework yeah at least there was there was like a lot of vampire lore in, in here and it and used in interesting ways yeah and also other interesting things as well <laughs> yeah definitely well let's talk about the movie and how we felt about it yeah gotta gotta do what we're here to do yeah not a lot of small talk it's almost five o'clock on a friday we've got other movies to watch yes other things to yeah other movies to watch we watch all of the movies on netflix not yeah you know yeah yeah (laughs) uh this week we're discussing day shift which is a brand new 2020 to American Vampire film directed by J.J. Perry in his directorial debut uh, with a screenplay by Tyler Tice and Shay Hatton based on a story by Tice. The film stars Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Natasha Lou Bordizo, Megan Good, Carla Sosa, and Steve Howey, and of course Snoop Doggity Dog. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg, what the heck? Who are all these girls? (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I this movie currently holds like a 6.8 on IMDb and a 56 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is unfair. I had a good time with this movie. It was very like I will say that it was very like fun to watch and it was yeah. very full of action. I wouldn't call this like a horror movie. It's more like an action movie with some horror elements and vampires and things. It is. And I was going to talk about action movies in regards to Jamie Foxx because there are certain actors where even though I I've definitely seen them in movies I feel like I've never ever seen them in a movie you feel me yes and I do um Jamie Foxx is one of those actors probably because he does a lot of straight action movies which aren't my cup of tea right and then he was in Django yes and I've never seen Django what I know I'm sorry but Brad Pitt is another one of those actors for me oh really I saw um the new movie with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock where she's a romance author who gets kidnapped and Channing Tatum saves her Brad Pitt was in that and when I was seeing it I was like oh I think this is my first Brad Pitt movie even though I've dead ass seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Oh, okay. Other things he's been in. Right. Uh, I'm sure he's a lot. It just doesn't make an impression on me. And I was trying to think of a Jamie Foxx movie I'd watched because I haven't seen Ray, which is. Oh, you haven't? Which it's is good. shocking because my cousin is really into Ray Charles, the musician himself. So yeah. the movie would be a good gateway to get yes. into that. It's a great movie. But <laughs> <laughs> I do know Jamie Foxx. He was in the Spider Man movies the the amazing spider-man and spider-man no way home jamie fox was in the spider-man movies he is electro really mm-hmm. I, didn't know that. I don't know anything about superheroes 
Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> and then Dave Franco, I feel like um breaking down into acting. Uh yeah. Kind of. I feel like this character is like his audition to be Buddy Holly in a Buddy Holly biopic. Oh, do you think he looks like that? Yeah, yeah. because uh I was looking up the Weezer song while I was also watching yeah. this movie because the Weezer song is popular on TikTok right now. Okay. And I noticed how much Jay, uh, Drew, not his creepy brother James, Drew yeah. Franco looks like Buddy Holly in this you movie. Mean Dave Franco. Yeah. Dave Franco. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> but that's okay. I was like, I, is his name? I thought his name was like Drew in the movie. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's he it. looks like a Drew. He could be Drew. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they were our main characters throughout this film. I would say Jamie Foxx's character, Bud, has a very... <laughs> generic and that that's one of the weaker points is his storyline is very generic in terms yes. of his arc he, he's legally separated from his wife they're sharing custody of their daughter mm-hmm. um she's like i'm gonna move away telling him at the last oh, no. minute <laughs> yeah which would never happen in real life because those are actual legal conversations you need to have when there is a child yeah. involved and then yeah. of course at the end they walk away hand in hand even though the issues that existed in the relationship before the events of the movie still exist yes and they probably won't end up working out because of those reasons right this is exactly true and it also answers the question i had before which was about the tuition payment it's not even college it's a little girl she's in like elementary school and it's one of those schools you have to pay to go to so which is also absurd and that could be fixed by just going to a public school, but public I mean, school. I digress. I mean, if you have, if you know you can't pay, <laughs> I mean, honestly, in LA, there are yeah. good public schools in LA. Yes, everywhere there's at least one good one. You just so. got to look on Zillow or Realtor. Yes, yes exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's my complaint. Is like his whole family background is pretty generic and doesn't offer a lot to bite into right it's mostly about they just try to like give everybody a quick story but it doesn't really matter because the Mm -hmm. movie is just about you know killing like being a vampire hunter and the action and stuff like that yeah and I mean for me the standout performance in this movie is Snoop Dogg yes it was because it's the best and then i would say also dave franco's performance he's really funny yeah he's hilarious and i was like this is so funny um i i wish instead of this movie ending with them walking off holding hands who knows maybe there's an after credit scene that i forgot to watch which (laughs) tends to happen with these movies yeah um is he it should have ended with uh uh J- jamie fox and dave franco watching breaking dawn part two together because oh bella God. has the baby yes that's actually really funny that they went there and talked about that and i was like oh my god they're really talking about twilight right now but it was really um close to home because sam and i love twilight so mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah i think all the performances were pretty good in this movie. Snoop Dogg was the standout because this his character felt like it was written for Snoop Dogg. Yeah. If Snoop Dogg was a badass cowboy vampire hunter. Yes. Definitely. 
like he it is didn't... looking old though <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think he looks that old i think he's aging very well he's just so thin so it just makes him look a bit older yeah, he's always he's been only, thin though yeah he has been he's only 50 which is amazing to think about because he's best friends with martha stewart and she's not fattening him up come on maybe he just is the, that kind of guy that can eat a lot and not gain any weight you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> but I liked his character. I hope this movie does well enough that we could get like a sequel with just his character. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> um, he could fit into the From Dusk Till Dawn universe pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But what I liked is while the character was super clearly written for Snoop Dogg, it didn't feel gimmicky like a lot of other times when Snoop Dogg shows up in movies and TV shows. I've only seen him in one other movie I can recall. Have you seen the new Starsky and Hutch with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson? This is like many years ago. I don't think I have. He was in it and he was quite young, but it was a really cool role that he was into. So uh, he was like an undercover cop gangster Mm -hmm. pimp. (laughs) It was really cool. Um, I I will say the three like female leads were underutilized, especially the female villain. <laughs> I forgot. I like was like, why are there so many women's names in the cast? What women? There's three of them plus his <laughs> oh daughter. God. Oh well, yeah, the daughter and the wife, sure. But I forgot about the villain and I forgot about the other familiar girl. Yeah, yeah like I cannot. <laughs> I cannot tell you what um, Audrey's overall goal was. I know she was trying to. Make vampire. Um, she was a realtor, but she was trying to make vampires daywalkers. Yes, they had sunscreen. Yeah. Uh, to put on to go in the sun for and a little bit. <laughs> like any script where men don't know how to write compelling uh, motivation for a female villain. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the movie, veering into plot, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Fox kills an old woman vampire, and it turns out plot twist that was audrey's daughter so that's that's why she's so angry she's mad because you killed her child that's all that we care about (laughs) and then like his his wife was there to be a plot device like yeah give him something he wants to protect which you could easily do that with dave franco's character yeah like, I'm fine with him being a father, but you could just make him a single father, not have the wife character since she doesn't really play a role at all other to, other than to be the damsel in distress. Yes, exactly. And she didn't even, like, finish fixing the floor or the tile. Mm-hmm. Every time they came home, it was still not fixed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she didn't really do anything. The only time that we see her is whenever Jamie Fox comes to the home to, like, pick up or drop off the kid. Yeah that's it so yeah like the the three women were underutilized i liked uh the idea of his next door neighbor but she didn't really have a fleshed out backstory that made me care about her too too rushed way too rushed they should introduce her at the beginning she was just there to be a badass uh asian lady with a katana during the final fight scene yeah that was interesting it was a cool weapon (laughs) Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah 
it was all just very and and that's but that's what you get with these types of movies like none of the people really matter you know it doesn't matter what they're doing or who they are all that matters is that there's vampires to be killed and then we have all these really cool stunts all this mm-hmm. really cool action sequences car chases explosions really cool death sequences that as well um and the vampires of course and and some vampire lore in there too but i couldn't understand what was happening at the end when the female vampire was taking his family like down to this weird like relic dungeon that was like was that supposed to be like a vampire yeah that relic that relic dungeon kind of came out of nowhere yeah um I, don't know what the fuck. I guess it's it's just vampire-y it's just very vampire-y so yeah um, there were a couple um, uh, actors that were in it that I really love. Um, and the, the one who had like a tiny, tiny role was the reason I wanted to watch this. The bad lady, her henchman vampire guy who like uh-huh. got his arms ripped off. At yeah. the end, either arm was ripped off. Okay, so um, he's a he's like a German actor and he was in another Netflix TV show called Dark and he is like a he's like a star in that he's like starring role and he's exceptional <laughs> and so I was like I want to see what he does in an English speaking film and he's like a tiny tiny role and I was like oh, well, I was glad to see him so well um, I mean it's cool that he gets a yeah. role in an American movie that's yeah he's straight up big been, like the whole show Dark is in German um, and I, I also highly highly recommend it because if there's any good horror TV show out there that would have to be top tier or um but anyway him and then there's another individual who is in it too and let me just look up the cast real quick um but the guy who was like the pawn shop owner Mm -hmm. um who had like the bald head and beard okay his name is peter stormare and he's like a swedish actor and um he is in the until dawn video game it's a horror game and he's like uh has a starring role but they do mocap so it's him actually yeah. the actor in the um show and like once i i, I didn't really recognize him but then once he started to speak he has this very specific manner of speaking and i was like oh shit that's dr hill from until dawn so i was actually really thrilled to see all these random other horror guys in this movie so, have you had a chance yeah. to play the quarry yet the kind yeah, of follow-up yeah i played the quarry and all of the other um dark pictures anthology movie, uh little little games so far the so, quarry yeah, intrigues the me because it's a summer camp horror video game you know what i was expecting one thing and i got another um have you played until dawn i have not mm. I, I should highly highly recommend to play until dawn before you do any other games by supermassive because they're all linked okay you know what i mean anyway but yeah the quarry is very cool and i didn't dislike it but it's just not quite what i was expecting comparatively speaking to the the crown jewel of supermassive games which is until dawn always yeah they outdid themselves with that one yeah but anyway that's that's all i had to nerd out about because i love the (laughs) seeing random dudes and random movies yeah um trying to think 
everybody acted good. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Franco was be funny though. He was. And he he, he was very a, good. They him and Jamie Foxx actually had a really good like chemistry. Mm-hmm. It worked really well for me. They're like back and forth and they're dancers. So I really liked that. Yeah. Cool. So what is next? A uh, story which... Yeah, why don't you freaking s- <laughs> summarize that story, dude? So um, we follow Bud Jablonski, <laughs> who is a vampire hunter who pretends to be a pool cleaner during the day because he works the day shift day shift of the vampire hunting game because he like broke a lot of rules and shit and got kicked off night shift. And he's yeah. just trying to make ends meet. Because it's a whole union situation, which is quite interesting, but makes sense. Which I liked that angle of it. That was fun. Same. Again, you could just, like, cut out the family stuff and do the whole, like, business of vampire hunting in the sense of, like, unions and stuff. Yes, if you wanna... that would have been better. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a vampire hunter. Um, he sells vampire teeth. Mm-hmm to a pawn shop in order to make money off of his kills which i guess yeah being part of a union doesn't guarantee you a steady paycheck killing vampires you have to still go pawn shit off yeah i'm sure that you're like a contract person so you only like make money if you happen upon a vampire so mm-hmm. it could be like a 50 50 chance yeah that you make money yeah yeah so um when he finds out that um his ex-wife is planning to move to Florida uh, because they can't afford the tuition at her school. <laughs> he decides to rejoin the vampire union. I get he's been doing it like freelance. Yeah, so yeah, he, he has. His friend John, aka Snoop Dogg, um, <laughs> comes to convince to comes to convince the boss to let him in, and the boss puts him on like probation where Dave Franco has to accompany him and report any violations. Which there are a lot because there are a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. A lot of stupid rules. Yeah. And then Jamie Foxx said it pretty well where he said that if you want to actually like kill vampires and do it right, then you have to break some of the rules. It's like way too strict. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, it doesn't actually, the rules don't actually matter when you're hunting vampires. Uh, let's see. So... Uh, Audrey who's the main villain and a real estate developer yeah she goes to kill the pawn shop owner because he buys vampire teeth and apparently vampires can regenerate but they can't do any of that if they don't have their teeth yes and it's the one thing they can't regenerate interesting Uh, (laughs) so she kind of reveals her plan at this point but again I don't think her plan really matters because it's not like that's the final thing but has to prevent right yeah not really a big deal like he doesn't prevent the sunscreen yeah (laughs) Uh, she reveals that humans used to worship vampires as gods and she plans to recreate that old worship hierarchy um but she doesn't and again the climax might have been better (laughs) if bud has to stop an entire army of vampires from going out during the day and that's why it's called day shift um yeah yeah yes that would you know would, wouldn't that make a little bit more sense but yeah yeah because it, it sets up a lot of really cool ideas it does actually yeah because in 
the vampire diaries we get vampire lore that vampires can be day walkers with the help of rings Magic. and uh, yeah. enchanted rings and witches but she's making a sunscreen that'll do that and i think it would be more pressing because i don't think but ever finds out about her plan yeah yeah probably not um it feels like he didn't because he goes after her because she kidnaps his wife and daughter because he killed her daughter like mm-hmm. the whole subplot of her trying to create daywalkers never really comes up yeah and they don't seem to be around anyway you know yeah. like they whatever yeah i mean they can go out in the sun she had like a sun umbrella so i guess if you're sh- in the shade mm-hmm. it's fine it's just direct sunlight that's the problem yeah it's it's interesting rules yeah uh, and so they find another vampire after they go hunt one group of vampires they go hunt another group of vampires a big fun action sequence doesn't really contribute to the plot but it's a fun good time the good fighting choreography really Uh, really cool stuff they go to pawn those teeth and find out that the pawn shop owner has been killed and his teeth ripped out of his mouth so he gets in touch with audrey and she says i'm gonna come kidnap your daughter and your wife and so he goes (laughs) and rescues his daughter from birthday party and has a fun chase sequence with exploding cars yeah on the way on the way to save his wife yes uh who's already been taken by the vampires by the time he gets there and he admits to her hey i'm not a pool cleaner i'm a vampire hunter and these are vampires (laughs) and poor seth got there before him and was turned into a vampire right before he got there that shocked me because i thought he was going to just die halfway Mm -hmm. through the movie (laughs) i'm glad he didn't he he carried this he did <laughs> so then you know seth and bud readapt to their relationship now that seth's a vampire after audrey takes the wife and kid away yeah uh with bud accidentally cutting well not accidentally but instinctively cutting off seth's head mm-hmm. and that kind of clues us into how the regenerative properties of vampires works in this yes. movie uh-huh. which is it's just hold your head in place and wait for it to uh mend back together and don't hit any speed bumps right yeah just like make sure the skin like sticks together and stitches itself back together um we also learn a little bit about how there are different types of vampires but that's kind of like very quickly glossed over Mm -hmm. um like five different types or whatnot and um you know, they're from different places. And there's also vampires called uber vampires, which are like the most powerful. Not sure in what way, but they just are. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're older. Um, and the older um, the vampire teeth are that you sell, the more valuable they become. Yeah. And yeah. see, this movie establishes a lot of really interesting lore. It just doesn't build upon it right they just say it and that's it yeah so that it does kind of follow traditional vampire lore you get the you get the um familiars you get the they can't see their reflection yeah um and then they kind of have the same aging system as other vampire medias like vampire diaries and twilight where newborns should be the most dangerous actually no newborns or juveniles as they referred to in this one Mm-hmm. um 
apparently aren't that dangerous. They only feed off of rodents because their teeth hasn't haven't fully developed, which is interesting because usually newborns are the most dangerous in any like vampire lore. Right, exactly. But Um, yeah. (laughs) So they they go after they they find his neighbor put two and two together somehow and realized she's the vampire that ratted him out to Audrey. And she's like, you killed her daughter and that's why she's pissed at you. And I'll help you go take her down because I hate her too. <laughs> Excellent. So it's so, so glad. It's so good to just get an ally out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to the headquarters and get overwhelmed by a bunch of vampires, but don't worry. Snoop Dogg is back to save the day. And a Gatling gun this time. With a Gatling gun. Cool as hell. Yeah, super cool. And unfortunately, on their way to the tomb to save the daughter and wife, uh, Snoop Dogg does get bitten by by a vampire and sacrifices himself to save Bud and make sure he can save his family. Yeah, because he has a giant explosive strapped to his body (laughs) under his jacket and blows himself up using the light from of the sun or whatever that glow was in the tunnel i don't even know what kind of bomb it was but it took uh, him out it was probably the light from the sun because remember in van helsing 20 2005 um, they had those bombs that held the power of the sun did you say 2025 i said 2005 (laughs) um yeah yeah well same difference Yes, they had those little jars and it was the power of the sun and you put it there and it did the sunlight and they all, that's such a cool movie. Is that on Netflix? Damn, we should watch that. It used to be, I can check. Freaking, I would love to watch that. I could watch that movie every day. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) And the most heartbreaking thing about that period of time is Van Helsing didn't do well enough to give us the Van Helsing mummy crossover that um the director wanted to do because it was the same guy who did the brendan fraser mummy movies oh cool and i think he wanted to create a whole what what universal wanted to do he wanted to create the monster universe essentially that that's excellent keep it coming and i think he would have done a great job with it had van helsing done better but it didn't whoever doesn't like van helsing like sucks yeah (laughs) like why why not great movie like what's not to like like i don't understand one of the sexiest draculas of all time oh my god do you think so too i thought it was the only one which is really weird because he plays the creepy duke in moulin rouge yeah he like totally looks completely different without that wig yeah (laughs) uh damn he looks good but let's let's talk about something about the final boss fight with audrey because it (laughs) what final (laughs) because Uh -uh. this this annoyed me as a woman <laughs> okay she broke the heels mm. off of her high heels mm-hmm. and i remember this being a conversation when the first jurassic world came out because uh bryce dallas howard's character in that movie wore high heels throughout the entire movie and everybody was like i kept expecting chris pratt's character to take out his knife and cut the heels off which that doesn't make your high heels flats. Like, that sounds like it'd be like I, I would probably twist my ankle if the little stubs were little nubs were on there yeah. still. But high heels don't become flats just because you cut the heel off because high heels are designed to be high heels. So they go down and then there's a clear spot where the ball of your foot is supposed to rest. And that doesn't flatten out just because you break the heels off. Yes. So they would be even more uncomfortable 
because you're walking with your fucking toes pointing into the sky as soon as the <laughs> heels break off. So just take off your goddamn high just heels if you're going to fight. I know. Just take them off. And oh, I shit. know I'm right about this. You are. Because if you look close enough in some of the shots of that fight scene, you can see that they just had her in flats. Yeah. For definitely. that fight. And, you know, walking and running in high heels is never a problem for female vampires in vampire lore, right? Like... Absolutely. I mean, let's take Van Helsing as an example because we're just talking about Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. They're just like totally have like freaking stiletto boots on. They're running around doing flips and shit. Like, there should, yeah. If I can suspend my disbelief to believe that <laughs> a vampire of industry making sunscreen to protect them from the sunlight exists, I can believe that a graceful older vampire can just run and kick ass in high heels. If you are an uber vampire, which is like the most powerful one in this lore, and you have super strength and you probably feel no pain other than like wooden stakes and silver bullets, then like you should just not give a fuck about what's on your feet because <laughs> you won't feel it because you're not alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I got to agree with you there, man. You are like, right. Because I'm pretty sure her heels also had points. So like yeah like... I wear high heels I know how they <laughs> how they are designed and they're not designed to immediately to become flat when well, you cut the heel yeah, off a man has made this movie yeah <laughs> they didn't care to ask oh. but yeah you're right the final it. boss fight with Audrey was pretty underwhelming she's an uber vampire so yeah um he kills her by tricking her um, yes she doesn't <laughs> see the fishing wire that he's found time to string up yeah, uh, without like her trap. noticing. Yeah. So, you know, his Better wife stabs out. a stake through her heart. That doesn't kill her because she's an uber vampire. So he tries to shoot her with a silver bullet in the head, but she just spits it out. And yeah. so he so he gets her attention, forces her to come over to him, and she cuts off her own head by running through fishing wire. So it was kind of anticlimactic compared Dude, to other. style. Yeah, anticlimactic compared to other fights in the movie. Yes. I mean, like, he did, I feel like it was anticlimactic, but this was the one element of the movie that was introduced to us in the beginning and actually made its round all the way to the end. Because that's how we, like, got someone else's head cut off was with the secret fishing wire, and he says works every time, and then it came back, and I was like, oh, interesting. Full circle. That was the mm-hmm. one thing that, and you know, but then it was out of place as well, because that was the only thing that was full circle. Yeah. So, and then if that kills any vampire, then why are uber vampires special if it doesn't matter? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, this you movie know. exists for the cool fight sequences. That is why it exists. It should just be called Vampire Cool Fight Sequence Movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not complaining. It was a fine movie. I it had was a good fun. time. Yeah, I watched it. I didn't get bored. I mean, I'll tell you that. I did not get bored. But story-wise, yeah, it was just weak. story. It's not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so funny. It, ends, funny. it ends with Bud remaining in the union and he and his wife deciding to give things another try one day at a time. <laughs> Excellent. Great, great choice there. <laughs> but what about the money? Well, I guess if he go back, goes back to work, he can get the money and yeah. they won't go to Florida. But does that mean they're not going to sell their house anymore because they already have a buyer? I don't know. There's many things to kind of like check boxes 
now. Yeah, they had a really big house too. So it's so nice. Why would you want to move to Florida of all places? I don't know what she's doing to afford it if he's struggling to make ends meet by slaying vampires during the day. Yeah. Um but I guess that that's <laughs> fine. They could yeah. downsize. They could if they're not able to pay for school or they could just go to a different school and keep the nice house. So yeah. decisions, decisions. Yeah. Um so uh let's see it uh yeah and then drew franco uh, Dave franco <laughs> doesn't get his uh desk job and he's like that's fine i'm in the field now and doesn't reveal that he's a vampire but that's fine that's his business that's his business and if you can't tell then that's your personal problem <laughs> um and it's a running joke that he pees himself every time they fight oh. vampires. Oh, God. Um, and he's so proud of himself at the end because he didn't pee himself. But that's yeah. because vampires don't pee or poop. That that might have been my favorite line of the movies when the girl said vampires don't pee or poop. And I was like, nice, they went there. I love when people say pee and poop. It just cracks me up because yeah. I'm a child. <laughs> God, uh... great line. Great, great and he really does oh god dave franco's character is just freaking a gem yeah so overall it was a happy ending yeah the ending was actually pretty cool because we see like snoop dog come back from the dead mm-hmm. and he comes out of a manhole cover and he says like i love la because of all the damn vampires <laughs> and then he like smokes a blunt but like yeah. that's basically it and i was like great i'm glad he's not dead but does that mean he's a vampire mm, don't know which i'd be fine with that too i really i just like the swagger of his character i feel like he's the type of person who's like immune to vampire bites so he just simply cannot die <laughs> that would be cool. can't die by vampire bite so mm-hmm. yeah all right. Well, that's pretty much the movie. If that intrigues you, then watch it. Um, it is cool. It's very fun. It's like top 10 on Netflix right now. So check yes. it out. Uh, it is doing quite well on Netflix. So I'm hopeful we get some sort of sequel because I did like the buddy cop aspect of this movie. And I liked Snoop Dogg. So if a sequel could focus on that. Yes, that would yes. be nice day shift to the night shift (laughs) yeah freaking marketing genius um so moving into production oh yes um what i liked about this movie is its overall kind of vibe i think it had a nice little retro element to it even though it was clearly set in 2020 yeah sorry um the past two years have been a blackout yeah so, so it's 2020 keep, might as well be right now <laughs> i keep not saying 2022 uh, <laughs> i don't listen i'm not the only one i'm sure you're not you're absolutely not i sometimes will say that too uh 2022 but anyway <laughs> um it felt very retro and i think that has a lot to do with um it was filmed using a lot of warm tones Mm -hmm. um so it was very warm which i read like i associate with the 70s i think uh fear street 1974 had the same vibes definitely um, because 
it used warmer tones to kind of bring that nostalgic feeling. And then the score of this movie was very funky, kind of like what you would see in or yeah. here in an old black black exploitation film. Uh-huh. Um so I thought that was really cool. Um and also just like some staging elements they had. Uh Jamie Foxx's character has a fuzzy dice hanging from his uh rear view window, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And uh, yeah, all, all kinds of stuff like that. Um so I like I like those elements of the movie. Yeah, definitely. And then on the flip side of that, all the other elements of the movie, we have like very modern action um, and lots of guns and different types of weapons being utilized for different things. And all these weapons are retrofitted for killing vampires specifically. So using a lot of wood and like what, holy water, Mm -hmm. silver, things like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, one of the guys Um, mentioned uh, he has a bunch of garlic on him so if a vampire takes a bite of him he takes them down too yes or like garlic gum and he spits on them and they burn and all Mm -hmm. all these really really interesting and unique things which was actually a cool part of the movie was that they were taking everything they could and like weaponizing it and um that was excellent all the action um the way that action sequences at points could be slowed down the different camera angles that were shown the different stunts that were happening all the stuff was cool yeah Um, the stunts in this movie were very well done very cool they were so cool that at times they were like unnecessary to even exist Mm -hmm. but they were just doing it to show off almost and that's cool with because it's an action movie so it but it belongs yeah um, and you mentioned score and I, I thought it was cool too but I do have a gripe so the movie had a split it was a score and then it did have a lot of like just songs mm-hmm. um and my favorite thing when I watch an action movie is whenever there's a big sequence specifically um I'll use the car chase as an example I want to hear like a badass like modern song that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But during the car chase, it was just a score. And I was like, oh man, this would have been so cool if there was like a song. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, that's the only gripe I have yeah. is if they oh, like and went we all did. in for songs. We did yeah. get an original Snoop Dogg song for the credit rule. Definitely did. So yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, and all the other songs they had really suited whatever scene it was. I just wanted a bit more of that because that's the type of movie I thought it was. Um, and they didn't really need too much score um, during the longer action sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else was fabulous. Also, I don't know if I like, I'm just forgetting or I kind of blanked out on this, but like, did was there a lot of gore being used? I can't remember if I saw so a whole lot they of blood. Did an, they did an interesting thing with the gore of this movie where yeah. the vampires have like a black inky blood instead mm-hmm. of a red blood. So that that's probably why you don't remember gore is because they did something interesting with it and there's like I said there's so many interesting elements in this movie I just don't think they played (laughs) out well yeah I think they're just like trying a bunch of stuff and just having fun Mm -hmm. and just kept everything in (laughs) which is fine too I mean if you have the money you can make the movie and it's cool it looks cool I mean it looks great um yeah I enjoyed it. And yeah, you're right. The black blood. That's why I was like, where's all the blood and guts? It was just a different color. So I just didn't didn't 
connect in my brain. Uh, let's see the, um, yeah, yeah the soundtrack do. for this yeah. movie includes a bunch of original compositions plus, you know, uh, music ranging from Ice Cube to Nickelback. Yeah, because, because of, of course, ringtone. <laughs> of course, Seth's ringtone is photographed by Nickelback. <laughs> so, oh God, his character is just, I don't know, so funny. And so, I feel like he's the kind of character that they took every cliche of like a modern, like young, like not a teenager, but like a young person and put it all into one person. And that would be him. <laughs> and there is an original song in this movie called Bud parentheses mowing down vampires which was written by jamie fox but performed oh. by jay young which i i i want i looked this up just because i wanted to know if jamie fox did sing on this album at all but yeah. it doesn't look like he did yeah he's he doesn't have time for that he's trying to kill vampires <laughs> yeah. he's already worth a bazillion dollars probably yeah <laughs> um, um yeah but overall i think this was a fine movie it was a fun time if you're looking for something to watch on a friday night yes um definitely check it out um overall i would say it's a meh because they didn't flush out they didn't world build as well yeah. as they could have yeah so i, I liked it enough agree. that i hope we get a prequel or a sequel um yes. expanding the universe of the film yeah, I would do a straight up meh too. And just like real quick to go over the very limited realistic aspects of horror. It, uh, not school a lot. tuition. Oh, yeah. Well, not a lot, but other than like, yeah, school tuition. Like, geez, like I, I can't pay for my kid to be in elementary school. What the hell am I going to do when they go to college? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know, having your like family try to like walk out on you in a matter of like five days to move statewide I don't know yeah. about that that would be scary um and then just like not having a very steady job and just being worried about money yeah <laughs> everybody can get behind that uh what That's about uh, vampires that can go in the sun yeah vampires that can go in the sun is very, very scary, scary. <laughs> uh vampires yeah. Yeah, that, that that's covers it. it. Everything else is not realistic, so not worth talking about. Meh is my grade. I agree with Sam. This is a fine movie. And Sam, I swear to God, if you don't name this episode Vampires Don't Pee or Poop, then I'll be a little disappointed. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> if, if anything is clickbait, that is clickbait. Right? Or maybe it's an anti-clickbait. I don't know. Will it make you want to listen? I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so, guys. Vampires don't pee or poop. That's what we learned today. Yep. I think we already do we already know that? I never thought about it. I feel like it should be pretty obvious. It's probably like one of those unspoken things that we all know, but we never say it. Yeah. And so we're just like, yeah. Yeah. Of course they don't. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add before I do the outro? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think this is cool. I do hope there's a sequel. And rest in peace to the two characters I did watch the movie for, though. Oh, well, but they're really cool when they are, they are on the screen. So Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today we learned, like I said, well, we didn't really learn it, but yeah, vampires do not appear poop. All right. That's it. That's what we learned. Cool.
Like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews can be found. RealHorrorShow.com Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not daywalking vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something? Or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Well, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible, will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the Buy Us a Coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news? Uh, We will be back next week on track with watching the originals. More vampire lore. Dude, this show is just like becoming like the vampire show, like I swear, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but yes, I will get on watching those totally 100% legal sh- episodes. Yeah, going for it. And very uh, legal. I will watch half of what are we on now? Season three? Half of season three. Half of season three, dude. Sent us to episode 11. Got it down pat. Um, yeah. And then I will get there and then. It, we will talk about it on our mini next week, you guys. So we're back, yeah. baby. Cool. Back on schedule. Back on freaking schedule because it's about that time. Kids go back to school. Sam and Stormy are going back to the originals. Yeah. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you. Fuck off and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye-bye.